0: Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert.
1: And I'm Courtney Bronze.
0: And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, here's a question for you. Uh, What would you do for food if you couldn't move around?
1: Um, I I guess I don't really know.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the, the answer that I thought you'd give. But it's a real question you have to ask when studying plants of all shapes and sizes. Uh, For some plants, such as epiphytes, food is obtained through the air around them. So if you think of orchids, that's an epiphyte. Uh, Other plants rely on mycorrhizal fungi to obtain nutrients in the soil. So that's kind of those root structures below ground. Uh, You always see the mushrooms, but the root structures, that's the mycorrhizal fungi uh, that helps trees and uh, other plants obtain the nutrients. Then there's a certain group of plants that take a more sinister role to obtain their food source and also add that it's not your average plant food that they're eating either. So today we're taking a closer look at carnivorous plants found specifically in the Keystone State.
1: These carnivorous plants are sometimes called insectivorous plants They're basically plants that are adapted for capturing and digesting insects they'll eat other animals as well um, by means of pitfalls and traps. There's more than 600 different species of carnivorous plants, and here in Pennsylvania, we have 14 of those species. Whether aquatic or terrestrial, most carnivorous plants have the same ecology. Um, They're found in damp areas, so they like wetlands, um, boggy areas, swamps. You can find them on like muddy shorelines of lakes and ponds, and you can even find them in the water.
0: Yeah, so the first one we want to talk about is called bladderwort. Uh, So bladderwort genus contains 220 different species of plants. And here in Pennsylvania, we have 11 different species of bladderwort. But five of them are considered rare. So bladderwort can be found in lakes, streams, waterlogged soils. They actually lack roots and usually have a horizontal floating stem. And they produce small carnivorous bladders along this floating stem. And the bladders function as traps. So they're hollow and sit just under the water and the bladders have a flexible door that's kept closed. So the physiological process moves the water from the interior to the exterior of the bladders. And this generates a state of low pressure within the traps. Uh, The outside surface of the trap door has small bristles on it. And if the insect bumps into the bristles, the trap quickly opens and inflow of water sucks the prey inside. Uh, the door closes in less than a second and the plant ingests the prey Uh, and it takes about 15 to 30 minutes and the trap resets itself again by passing water to the exterior so in nutrient poor environments the plants are able to use this carnivory as a source of organic nitrogen and phosphorus Uh, research has also suggested that bladder warts may be able to form a symbiotic relationship with microorganisms around the bladders. This will aid in the attraction and the enzymatic digestion of prey. Yeah, so you found another one called the sundew.
1: Yeah, so worldwide, there's about 90 different species of sundew. Um, Most of them are found in like Australia and South Africa, but here in Pennsylvania, we do actually have two native species of sundew. The plants normally grow in seasonally moist habitats, so you know areas that aren't waterlogged all year long. Um, they like acidic soil, and they love great sunny areas. And These plants also use a trap-like mechanism, kind of like the bladderwort, to capture their prey. Sundews have glandular tentacles that protrude from their leaves, and at the end of each tentacle is a droplet of a sticky substance that resembles dew glistening in the sun. Thus the name sundew. And the sweet substance attracts insects and then immediately on contact traps them. And once the insect is stuck in this substance and trapped, the nearby tentacles will coil around the insect and the insect will die and the enzymes secreted by the plant will break it down. Mosquitoes are typically pretty abundant in the sundew's preferred habitat, so they make up a large portion of the sundew diet, and the sundews can kill a trapped insect in about 15 minutes, but it could take up to a few weeks for it to digest. The plant's deadly secretions are harmless to the assassin bug, so these assassin bugs will actually hide on the plant to take advantage of other insects that get stuck. Okay, I guess you had one more for us.
0: Yeah, and this one's called the pitcher plant. So the purple pitcher plant looks just like the image that his name evokes. So if you can picture your grandma's favorite pitcher that she used to use when serving beverages, it's kind of what it looks like. You got a good idea. So the pitcher plant produces a single flower. Uh, The flower is dark maroon. uh, And it's just one of the flowers that comes out. Uh, it also relies on rhizomes to help the plant spread, so that's its root structures. Um, and the pitcher plant actually ranges in size from roughly 8 to 12 inches in height. And it has a large lip and what is referred to by botanists as a hood and ears. The whole pitcher is veined in a purplish pink color to make the plant really unique. Um, I've seen them in a woodburn. I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but they're they're pretty crazy looking. never sure. seen
1: one, but they sound cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here's where the story gets a little bit more interesting, though. So you've talked about how other carnivorous plants consume their insects. Uh, so the pitcher plant obtains its food by allowing the pitcher to fill with rainwater, which is mixed with a digestive enzyme. Only in its first year, though. This allows the visitors, such as flies and spiders and moths and other insects uh, who visit that plant, to drown in the enzyme rich water. And that's where they will eventually decompose and are consumed by the plant. Now, after the first year, the plant relies on bacteria and also a specific mosquito larvae, uh, which is called the pitcher plant mosquito because it found pretty much in that plant Uh, and so those larvae help break down the insects that drown in the pitcher plant Uh, and this is the craziest part of the story so um, scientists have actually found evidence where nearly 20% of these plants contain the remains of a salamander the spotted salamander Uh, this means that 20% of those pitcher plants have an extremely large appetite Uh, they're actually consuming salamanders Um, and that that provides enough nutrients for the whole growing year for sure
1: that's crazy yeah
0: so hopefully that gives you some insight into some of the more unique plants that we have growing in Pennsylvania and appreciation for the wetlands that we have as well because they're producing some really unique plants I guess that takes us up to events
1: Yep, so we have a couple different events today. So the NRA will be hosting a Youth Hunter Education Challenge on May 15th, which is this coming Saturday at the Wilkes-Bear Rifle and Pistol Club in Shikshinny, Pennsylvania. The Youth Hunter Education Challenge provides a fun environment for youth to improve their hunting, marksmanship, and safety skills. And through its simulated hunting situations, live fire exercises, and educational and responsibility events, YHEC helps build upon skills learned in the basic hunter education class, and it also encourages safer lifelong hunting habitats. So for more information on this, you can contact David Halcheck at 570-574-2700.
0: All right, and at Salt Spring State Park, Saturday, May 15th from 10 a.m. to noon, Salt Springs State Park will be hosting Archery for Beginners, and that's based on the National Archery in the Schools program. They'll provide all the necessary equipment, and all ages are welcome. There is a fee, which is $5 per person, or $15 for a family.
1: Well, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570. 782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Brons.
0: And I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors.